You're listening to Chats by Rotaract Australia, where we bring Rotaractors together to inspire, educate and collaborate. Hi guys and welcome to the latest episode of Chats by Rotaract Australia. I am your host Holly and today I am joined by the Chair of Rotaract Australia, Sam Fuster. Welcome Sam. Thank you Holly. I'm so happy to be here on our podcast. I was about to say I'm so excited you're here but I feel like I say that every single time and it's starting to get embarrassing how often I say that but I think it's just because I'm excited when I talk to Rotaractors, so I'm not going to hold back. Um, but we are actually talking about something very near and dear to my heart today, which we dropped a little teaser on social media. What did you think of some of the, um, the ideas that people had when they saw our teaser post, Sam? To be honest, I got a little bit nervous and thought we may need to manage their expectations because we are not... Uh, <laughs> We're not nuclear physicists saving the world. Uh, we're not Nobel Prize winners. <laughs> so um, very cool that people were getting the theme, but Rotaract Australia has not quite reached that far around the world yet. So maybe yeah, one day. Excited that, that people got into it. Yes, that can be our aim maybe for the future. <laughs> In a few years, we can interview someone else that will fit the theme of tonight and maybe they will meet the expectations of <laughs> everyone who was guessing. Which I loved though. I loved that they got, yes, we're talking about science. That was an excellent pickup. But ultimately what we are talking about tonight is the National Youth Science Forum. So a little bit of background. Sam and I both are National Youth Science Forum alumni. Even more interesting, especially given that we are now the chair and vice chair respectively of Rotaract Australia, Sam and I both attended NYSF in the summer of 2008, just before we entered year 12. Not only did we attend the same session, we were also in the same group, which was Pauling. Now, Pauling was chemistry-based and it was named after Linus Carl Pauling, who was an American chemist, biochemist, chemical engineer, peace activist, author, and educator. And he also was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. Well, he was awarded the Nobel Prize for Chemistry in 1954, but for his peace activism, he was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 1962. So he's only one of four people who have won more than one Nobel Prize. So that's pretty cool. So being put in the group Pauling together, I guess we had a bit of a, a legacy to live up to. Yes. Well, hopefully we can uh, change the world in ways like Linus Pauling did as well. So now you guys know about Pauling. Sam, how do we actually describe what the National Youth Science Forum is? Very interesting question. And it's something that is kind of hard to describe because we don't want to ruin the experience or the surprise of what happens. I guess I would sum it up by saying you get to try out a lot of different fields of science. You might visit labs, you might visit workplaces who use science, you might go to lecture theatres and kind of practice for when you're going to university because many of the science fields uh, require a university degree. Uh, you also get to do laboratory experiments. I remember making some fluoro slime <laughs> which was really fun and getting to use all of that fancy equipment in the university labs which we did not have in the school labs is there anything else you remember that i've missed 
Oh, I mean, probably only the most important thing, which is that it's a, a Rotary-funded program. Yes. <laughs> yes. Given that As we're on a Rotaract Australia podcast. The National Youth Science Forum was founded or started by Rotary here in Australia and every single participant is sponsored or partly sponsored by a Rotary Club here in Australia to attend. And I know for me, it was it was the catalyst for me joining Rotaract, which has incredibly changed my life. That is a conversation for another day. To the, did it lead you to the Rotary family as well, Holly? I think that it led me to the Rotary family, but not directly. So it led me to... <laughs> it led me to um, give these poor Rotarians what was supposed to be like, you know, I think like a 10, 15 minute speech. I think I spoke for their entire dinner meeting for like an hour and a half because I was just had so many photos of NYSF to show them and they put up with a lot. But um, it led me to to know that I felt safe in a, you know, group of people sharing my passion. And when I later came back to think about what kind of community group could I serve, it was because of the National Youth Science Forum that I looked at Rotary first. So yes, but not right away. That's so interesting because I actually was reintroduced to the Rotary family or to Rotaract specifically when I volunteered at the National Youth Science Forum. It came to Perth for a few years and they needed some volunteers to do one of the uh, activities, which I will not give away. And I thought, this program changed my life. If I can take half a day off work to maybe change the life of another young person, I will do that. And I was actually put in a room with a lot of other Rotarians who are much older than me. And I recognized some of them from my time in high school. And yeah, one of them said, Sam, you should go and check out Rotaract. And that was what got me to join Rotaract. Well, there you go. So I guess I could thank you to the NYSF for uh, giving Sam and I both confidence to pursue the career path that we are now on and for our positions in Rotaract Australia. You know, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And thank you to the NYSF for showing us what life can be like as a young female in the world of STEM at the National Youth Science Forum. Uh, it didn't matter what colour you were, what gender you were, your height or anything like that. Uh, everyone was, of course, treated equally. And we all felt, like you said, so safe and so welcome. And I know not every industry has a culture like that. And the National Youth Science Forum really, really set that standard for us. So, Sam, how did you first hear about NYSF and, and why did you do it? Great question. So uh, I was really into science and maths and the STEM subjects in high school uh, and our principal was actually a Rotarian and I remember in our physics or chemistry class uh, year 11, principal came around and told us about this science camp program. When I did give it some thought, I thought, oh, this, like, this sounds amazing, but it sounds so amazing that I probably won't get in. I was I guess I would describe myself as being pretty smart, but I was very shy and didn't really have any confidence in myself. So I didn't think that if I had applied, I would get in. So I just kind of left it. And then I remember the day before applications were due, I changed my mind. And I thought, well, you have to be in it to win it. I might as well at least apply. I went to the principal's office, which was scary because you'd only usually go there if you were in trouble. I went to the principal's office in the middle of the day and gave him my completed application. And I remember he was so happy and he said, don't worry, Sam, I will make sure 
the person responsible for this gets it before applications close today. A few weeks later, I got a, uh, I think a letter in the mail saying that I was invited to a selection day. Uh, very scary words for someone who has not been through a selection process before. I guess that's, that's how I heard about it. I, I feel lucky that the stars kind of aligned and I made the decision to apply and that uh, my school principal was so supportive of it and made sure the application was received by the person that needed it. Yeah. Wow, you have such a strong memory of applying. That's crazy. I, I don't have such a strong memory. I just, I remember I got, we got offered a lot of amazing opportunities throughout, you know, school when I went and I was one of three people from my school who went that summer, at least both of the others were on the second session. My biggest memory of it though, was going to government house. Uh, so our, in Tasmania, the governor had a reception for all of the National Youth Science Forum students who were going, and that was really exciting. And then there was also, I remember, like a like an internal kind of message board service that we could kind of chat and get to know some of the people before it was like, it was, I feel like it was like before Facebook was like a really big thing. It was like back in the MySpace days and there was like some kind of like internal message board and we could like put boards up and talk to each other do you remember this it was just some random thing I feel like there was um Aaron Vogel was like a massive talker on this board well I have to say I think I missed the memo about the board but I do remember (laughs) being given um being receiving an email a letter or a phone call and I was told who my buddy would be so you are allocated a buddy they are in the same group as you they do the same activities Uh, my buddy was also called Sam which was really cool and they suggested that you should call them, get to know each other. And yeah, I remember getting her phone number and being so nervous to call a random person. I got the guts one day to do it and called her. And um, yeah, she was so amazing. We were definitely perfect buddies for each other. And I also remember going to government house as well. And I took my dad with me uh, and I I remember thinking, oh, my dad must be so proud. I got him an invitation to government house and I got a photo with the the governor person and <laughs> who was actually a past Rotarian as well. <laughs> oh, another Rotarian. I love it. <laughs> I remember being like 16, 17 at the time. And this was like a really big, scary, complicated thing that was happening, like a lot more intense than just some fun summer camp thing. It was pretty nerve-wracking going up. I, I think I flew from Launceston to Melbourne and then got on a bus. Um, now, I remember the whole buddy thing, but my probably some of my, um, you know, in the lead-up to the actual event, some of the most exciting things were I got sat on the bus uh, and I sat next to a girl called Sophie. She was from Adelaide. And I remember like having this like blinding moment where we were talking about some of some really, really nerdy things. Um, I won't, you know, go into too many details because I don't want to embarrass either of us for the things that we loved when we were 16, 17 years old. Um, <laughs> but that talk and that friendship that her and I developed then, you know, her and I are still friends to this day. She came to my wedding, she, like, we developed this friendship. We were pen pals. We went traveling in the UK together for like a couple of weeks. Like we, this friendship that I was able to develop was just one of the most special things. And that was before we even got there. There was all this professional personal development and friendships and connections and we hadn't even arrived yet. (laughs) So that was really, really cool. In terms of the actual program, I don't want to kind of go too too in depth. I want to 
I think it's changed a lot probably in the last 12 years. But what I want to ask you, Sam, is do you have a particularly, I guess, impactful moment or memory that has since then influenced your career or informed, you know, future decision making? I would have to say I don't have one very specific memory from the event. If I did have to choose one memory, it would probably be the last night before we left uh, when I realised how much I would miss the people that I had been around. I would miss the environment where I, I was not the different person. Everyone else there was really interested in, in science, in engineering, in medicine, in, in maths. They were all so interested in that and they were not afraid to talk about it. They were not afraid to be themselves. And that was a really incredible environment for really any young person, but especially me because I was really shy. I was obviously nerdy, but also kind of embarrassed by that. So it was incredible to yeah, just be around people that were like me and were totally happy with who they were. So I came away with more confidence in myself and I knew that I did want to pursue a career and a life in the area of science and engineering. Uh, I didn't exactly know what path I would take, but I knew that it was the path for me. And I guess that feeling of self-confidence that it was me making the decision, it wasn't my teachers, it wasn't my parents, it wasn't other people making it for me. Yes, I realised I did actually like this, I was actually passionate about it. That's probably the biggest takeaway for me. And I did end up going to university, getting a Bachelor of Science, and I still work in the field now. So yeah, very, very impactful in that way. And so what about you, Holly? Was there a particular moment or memory that uh, shaped who you were once you left the camp and has shaped your, your career path since? It's interesting you mentioned about the confidence of not feeling alone. I think like I was really lucky to get that in that moment on the bus when I started talking to Sophie and I just continued to get that throughout the whole time. Um, I just think there were so many amazing moments where I just had no fears about asking questions. I never wanted to seem like sometimes too eager in school because I had got bullied for that in early high school. So it really kind of yeah, reignited uh, some of that enthusiasm. Um, there are probably two moments that really kind of stick out. One was like a visit to Geoscience Australia um, and I got given this poster of um, Antarctica and uh, that stayed on my wall from that age, literally up until uh, I moved into my house with my now husband like six years ago. So that was on my wall all through uni, all through, um, you know, the rest of high school, etc. Um, I just loved, you know, this poster that I had, which kind of was really detailed about Antarctica. And they had talked to me a little bit about, you know, like the geoscience behind it and what is and how Australia's Antarctic stuff worked a little bit. Um, but I just, I loved the concept of Antarctica because it really signifies to me how mankind can come together in a peaceful way through science. And that was really inspiring to me to see people putting differences aside for the good of all mankind or humankind, I should say. Um, so that was one really, really meaningful moment. Um, but the second other super kind of 
moment that I think has shaped a lot of my career to date um, and I, it's more looking back on it now that I realize is we had a session where there were a kind of I think three or four different people who use science in different ways so not the traditional not the traditional pure scientists that we had interacted with in labs and all that sort of thing and one of those people uh, was a science communicator the session was designed to I guess open our eyes to the many applications of science and the many ways that we could use science with other skills. This memory is really weird. I can remember where in the lecture theatre I was sitting. I can remember kind of looking across to where the person was. Um, I don't remember who was the speaker, but I just remember them talking about science communication and about how the skills to link what the pure science was saying to the general public and how important those messages were, I just found it fascinating and really interesting. It wasn't something that really hit significantly at the time. It was more something that looking back now, I realise, had an unconscious influence in a way that I could have never possibly imagined. In fact, when I finished NYSF and started year 12 I started chemistry and I was just not loving it and I ended up dropping chemistry to do dance so um, initially I think there were a lot of people who would have thought oh well the NYSF did not confirm for Holly that she wanted to have a career in science especially considering I ended up studying a Bachelor of Arts Uh, I became a journalist but along the way uh, throughout my journalism career I just continued to absolutely adore the science stories. And I remember having a conversation with one of the media advisors at the Australian Maritime College in Launceston and telling her at a job one day where we were learning about like the air bubbles and how that works in submarines and stuff um, and the science behind it. And I was like, drilling these scientists with all these questions and she was like surely you've got like enough and I'm like yeah but I'm just so interested um and I remember telling her like you know this is like one of my dream jobs like doing science like comms I think and I think it was then that I really was like oh wait NYSF taught me all about this and so this has kind of been like I guess an ongoing interest and it's part of the reason why my job that I have now which is a communications advisor at the Tasmanian Ports Corporation is why I have the job I have. It's not quite pure science. We have engineers. uh, We build a lot of projects and basically an infrastructure company that has a lot of maritime uh, things as well. But the communication principles and the things that I'm learning are so down the exact alley of what this person was talking about 12 years ago in this lecture theatre about science and engineering and STEM communication. And it's kind of crazy to look back on the journey and go like, how did I get to this point? Um, And I can, yeah, I can literally pinpoint it and realise that I didn't have to do a pure science degree to still maintain that passion. And you also don't have to do a pure science degree to contribute to the scientific world or the engineering world because like you said there are so many other fields of study and career paths and jobs out there for people who are really interested in these things but don't want to be working in the lab or don't want to be doing calculations all day and you're a perfect example of a career path that uh, you can take to 
to help the scientific community share their messages and share their information without yeah being in a lab or doing maths all day <laughs> yeah you got to play to your strengths right just because you're um passionate and interested in something doesn't mean that that doing the pure lab work or the pure science work is actually the most effective use of your skills correct yeah now i mean speaking about careers you did briefly mention that you ended up studying science so what has that led you to so i studied a bachelor of science in food science and technology and i now work as a food technologist at a wholesale fruit and veg company so it's my job to make sure the fresh produce is safe and good quality I guess the value that I bring is being able to interpret uh, scientific information. I do a lot of other things as well, but I think particular value that, that I bring is that skill, being able to interpret data. Microbial loads in particular are really important in the fresh produce industry. It's very important that everyone understands what they are and how to monitor and I guess maintain or lower them. And so that's very, very scientific and very important as well because it directly contributes to the food safety for all of our consumers out there. It's not as scientific as I may have imagined as a child, but it feels great to be able to use science in my day job to make an impact in the community, to keep people safe and to really make make me proud to have studied a science degree. Uh, I don't work in a lab, but I know that my scientific knowledge and understanding has a direct impact on the consumers who are eating our produce every day. What do you think NYSF added to your current career path? I think the biggest thing the NYSF gave me was the confidence to believe in myself, uh, the confidence to, to follow what I want to do and to help me realise that I do want to do something in the science, the engineering, the discovering, the inventing fields. Uh, growing up, my parents were both very scientifically minded and sometimes I wondered, oh, do I actually like this or am I just trying to impress my parents? So it was a great realisation for me that I do actually want to do this and the confidence that that gave me in myself was incredible and I was sponsored by a Rotary Club and so by being introduced to the Rotary family, that has also contributed to my career in many ways, uh, most importantly through personal development. And I do fully credit that to my experience at the National Youth Science Forum and the impact it had on my life and the fact that I now want to always give back to people. Before we go, what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone who's thinking about applying for the National Youth Science Forum? I mean, I think my advice would be just go for it. And if you are fortunate enough to get in, grab the opportunity with two hands and just be your authentic self because that's the best way to really understand if something is for you, to really understand and get the most amount of knowledge to make future decisions is to just say yes. What about you? What advice would you give? You articulated it very well and I would completely agree just go for it. You have to be in it to win it. And if you do get accepted, then be, be as present as possible. It's a limited time experience and you definitely want to get as much value out of it as possible from the activities, from the people, from the experience as a whole, be present and 
have an amazing time. Well, thank you so much for uh, talking to me about the National Youth Science Forum, Sam. And I hope that you, our listeners, have enjoyed this little chat. Sam and I are always happy to be contacted by rotor actors or anyone who likes to know more information about anything that we do. Uh, and we can also obviously pass on contact details to, uh, to NYSF or some of the other incredible programs that Rotaract and Rotary support. So thanks for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Don't forget to subscribe to Chats by Rotaract Australia on your favourite podcasting channel and like, share and comment on the RA socials.